0: Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Tactical.
1: And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica.
0: We are Not Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from Concealed Carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry community's number one resource for training, education, and Concealed Carry weapon law information. Check out their reciprocity map builder tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. Concealedcarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. Concealed Carry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads. Available for Apple and Android devices. How's it going, Amy? Hey, Em.
1: What's going on?
0: Not too much, not too much. Just, you know, we're getting through these... uh episodes and getting a little bit more back on like our flow. Our regular schedule.
1: Yes. Back to regularly scheduled events. Thank you. Finally. You know, that's, we get asked all the time from people that want to start their own podcast. And, um, you know, we're actually going to be talking about that in Chicago here in a couple of weeks at the second amendment conference that's coming Mm up. But I would say to anyone that's wanting to start a podcast Consistency is really the key <laughs> to, keep sure. your, to keep your audience um, engaged and knowing when to tune in. And so, yes, I'm glad that we are getting back on that consistent path and people can expect to, to listen to our new episodes that are coming on each week. So, and it's
0: just time, you know, everything is just so, takes so much time. And like getting like on everyone's schedule, but you know, I'm happy to be back in uh, for today's episode because we have a really special guest. I would think I would say that she is kind of like the honorary, like not your average gun girl, because I don't know if people listened or tuned in, but our very first episode that we recorded and launched was with Hannah Billado from Sig. Woo-hoo! So hey. <laughs> it's kind of awesome to have her back.
1: You're the you're the not your average gun girl. You're in the OG club. Yes, exactly.
0: Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, so
1: Hannah, for 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 those that did not catch the first episode, the last time we talked with Hannah, she was over at the Sig Sour Academy go catch up on that episode. Um, It's episode number one. You can get some really great valuable information, but we're just so glad that she is back with us today. Um, But she's in a new position over at SIG. So now she is the director of training and events at SIG Sauer. And how's that going? It's
2: crazy. Um, It's been really good. It's been keeping me super busy um, and it's been a tremendous change for me.
1: That's What's awesome. the difference? So now you're doing director of training, but not the type of training that we're used to hearing you talk about, right?
2: Yeah. So in my former role, I was on the range. I was an instructor. So I was teaching Monday through Friday and, and events on the road as well. Um, I've transitioned into kind of an office job, which is what? a <laughs> yeah. um, So uh, Six Hour runs a training team. Um, and their job essentially is to go into the field and train any uh, employees of stores that sell our products. So they, they train them on product and they host live for our events. So that training team falls under my realm um, and we go out there and, and, uh, and our job is customer service, essentially, making sure that our customers are getting what they want out of our products and making sure the people that are responsible for selling those products know what they're selling.
1: Well, speaking of i want to go ahead and just get this out of the way before we <laughs> even go any further because there's so much I want to talk to you about um but i'm I'm glad that that is your new role because um, I want to talk just a little bit the three six the p three sixty five was obviously the star of SHOT Show yes, last year. Sure. Um, I can't wait to get my hands on it. There's obviously a long waiting list. Every dealer in town has sold out of them. It's, it's, it's just an awesome firearm. When I got That was the one thing that I wanted to get my hands on when I went to SHOT Show and I did the SIG range day with you guys. And I loved it for several reasons because I'm always looking for um, a, a subcompact firearm or a smaller firearm, mm-hmm. but the problem's been the capacity. And so I went specifically to see if that firearm is going to fit in my Alexo pants and it did. So I was very happy about it. it um, but kind of, I want you to set the record straight because we've been hearing some stuff on the internet uh, with some issues that the 365 was having. But I want you to tell everybody what was going on and what SIG's done to, to fix those problems.
2: Sure. So... Um, kind of to back up on the 365, it really did take the industry by storm. It took the industry by storm so much that it's selling faster than we can produce, which is what the lag time in being able to obtain them is.
1: Not a bad problem to have. Not
2: a bad problem to have. Um, So just kind of the backup from where I come from. Um, Yes, I work for Sig Sauer. I do not work in sales and I do not carry a gun as a fashion item. I carry strictly for defense. So- my former background was in law enforcement, so I carried a gun for protection for myself and for the people that I was dealing with. And as I've transitioned out of law enforcement, I'm still in the gun industry, but the only reason I carry a gun is for defense. Right. Um, so I take a different kind of perspective on uh, products that I carry. Um, failures and issues with firearms are a huge issue, especially if I'm relying my life on it. So- yeah. Um, coming from a non-sales component, sure. Um, I'll talk through the three, six five and kind of give you guys an overview of what's transpired. So the luxury and the downfall of the internet in 2000 and coming up on 19 is that everything's everything on the internet is exacerbated, right? So it seems <laughs> right. a lot a lot more entailed than it is. And in the day and age of social media where everybody has a voice, mm-hmm. um, things a lot of times get misconstrued. I will say, This gun has disrupted the market. So with that, just like anything else in life, you are going to have critics. You are going to have people that want you to fail. There have been issues with 365 on a smaller scale. Um, Around the first 1,000 guns that went out, they had issues with their sights. Um, They were first SIG light night sights, and there were issues with them dimming and falling out. The company... In turn, has upgraded the gun to X-ray night sights since that issue. Again, it only affected the first around a thousand that came out.
1: And side um, note that too, because I want you to jump into what the X-ray night sights are, because I, I I was reading the, over it again today just to know all the the parts. And I was like, wait, what? Sure. Is, I'm not familiar with the X-ray night sights, yeah, it's but just yeah,
2: a, it's just a tritium vial in the um tritium vial in the uh, in the sight itself. So, gotcha. Um, and
1: and those specific sights are green.
2: Um, so they're um, a step up
1: from your standard night sight. Okay, is it the same one that's in the P nine thirty eight?
2: Some versions of it may have it. We you'll see them in all the uh,
1: Legion series firearms. Gotcha. Okay, all right. Because I know I've got nine sights on my. I've got the rose gold one, and I've got the. I and I love the sights on my Sig. That's I tell everyone mm-hmm. that's what I take with me to the movie theater because it's dark, it's low light, and I'm like, I love these sights. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they are, are good fantastic. sights. The um, husband has the Legion, so I always yes. look at those, and yep, I know. So be, and like, yeah, yeah. And yep. he just recently got the three six five. Just oh, as a awesome. oh, you're it's rubbing it in my good. face, Emily, because I can't get one in yet. In the house for probably. less We'll than help
2: you out, <laughs> Amy. We'll help you out. <laughs> Um, The other issue that we saw in that first 1,000 is um, it was reported that they were having some failure to, um, the slide was having failure to go back into battery. And essentially where that came from, in the manufacturing of this gun, our engineers took everything that you would complain about that happens in a micro gun. Magazine capacity, um, slide is hard to manipulate, all those things in making this gun. So essentially what they did was they reduced the recoil spring. Um, so that the slide was easier to manipulate. If you don't, if you didn't have a really firm grip on the first 1,000 that went out, the slide was failing to go back into battery. So what gotcha. they did when they got that feedback was they ramped up the recoil spring. So you lost a little bit of that light slide um, manipulation, but now the gun goes back into battery every time, even if you have a, a faulty grip. Gotcha. Um, one of the other probably one of the most talked about issues on the 365 is the primer drug. So essentially, it's the most talked about, but the least mechanically impactful um, <laughs> thing that could happen to the firearm.
1: But and someone it, that doesn't know what they're talking about, they could read that. They would be like, oh my God. Driver
0: drag. Whoa. Can't buy well, it. Right. I don't know what it means, but I can't that's buy that I, gun I, now. Yeah. That's right. what I've heard about the most. And people have made it sound like it's just like the, the like, awful. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't really understand what that is to begin with, but I can't imagine it's as bad as everyone is making it out <laughs> to be. Sure.
2: So essentially, if you look. At the spank casing of your, of the round that comes out of the gun, you're going to see that there is a straight drag line rather than a mm. puncture hole on the primer. So that became this huge issue, um, that there was something faulty wrong with a firearm. And essentially, gotcha. if you look at a lot of micro guns on the market and you inspect the casings as they come out, you're going to see that same thing. And essentially what's transpiring is because the slide is moving so fast because it is such a small gun, the unlocking and locking of the barrel the striker is still um, depressed out and it's dragging on the primer as that's occurring. It has no impact on the longevity of the striker whatsoever and no mechanical impact on the firearm. So why are people um, making such a big deal about it?
0: Because why not? Because they want to have something But your gun fired, did it?
1: It worked. Like, why are so people...
0: Because people um, want to be able to... Like, I feel like with like guns, people want to be able to hate on a specific one and be like, oh, this okay. is why yours is you shouldn't get that one. And this is why this one's better. It's like, I feel like I hear it all the time.
2: Yeah. It's something to talk about essentially. And then last um, thing that I've seen pop up is again, a small batch, um, can't give you numbers, maybe around a thousand or so, um, strikers were breaking and it was because our supplier supplied us with a batch of brittle strikers. Mm. Um, so that has been rectified in that, in that fix, the engineers want to step above and they changed out some of the engineering of um, uh, of the gun itself so that even if they get a brittle striker, it will not impact the mechanics of the firearm itself.
1: And I think what people don't understand, I mean, because we run into this too with clothing manufacturing. I mean, you you can go ahead and account for a small percentage of things not being perfect <laughs> when sure. you get all of your, um, you know, when, when you get all of your product and I mean, we've, we've had weird things happen too, where seams are completely missing. You know, they, they can't go in and inspect every single little thing. You have quality control in place right. to definitely make sure that the majority of your products are there. What I love about SIG, um, is, is, Kind of, if you do have a problem, though, SIG's gonna take care of it. Sure. You guys have great customer service. You're great about listening to um, your customers and making the changes as necessary. So, and I think that's just important for everybody on all fronts to understand mm-hmm. that you're gonna get a small percentage of that no matter what industry you're in or what manufacturing right. you're doing. You're gonna have a small percentage of issues. That's a great know?
2: point, Emily. Uh, I'm sorry, Amy. Um, in that st- basic statistics are gonna tell us in any large batch number of Anything that we manufacture, st- there is going to be some faulty product that comes out of that. I think mm-hmm. I think it's like every hundred thousand, you're guaranteed at least two that are wrong, right? Right. Well, and no yeah. one ever
0: is. No one. Everyone is always willing to immediately complain and talk about the bad things that are wrong with sure. anything. Like no Not- one's just like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Those are far few between and don't come out that much. The first mm-hmm. The first thing that people want to do is like, if something's wrong, they're ready to. S- Spread it to the world. (laughs) Right. So
2: and that's the thing, is like um my CEO said it best: like, we'll make guns and we'll screw up guns. I can guarantee you those two things. And so SIG is a continuous improvement company. And so you we get a lot of backlash on, oh, are you on a gen 15 320? Yeah, we're on a gen 15 (laughs) 320 because if an issue comes up or we find a way to do business better we're going
1: to do it sure and and, and you so, should you should always be right. any any good company that wants to continue growing and having success you've you've got to be listening to the feedback of your customers you've it. got to know like, if you're not adapting and changing and then you're sitting still and you're growing stagnant and then that's when your company is gonna die yep. so yeah I'm I'm really glad um, that that we talked about that but let's real quickly too let's break down what the 365 is um, and then I want to move on to other firearms too because Sig has some Fantastic! You know, we've been talking about um, concealed carry, really getting in-depth with concealed carry over the last couple of episodes. Last week, we talked about kind of the four um, important pieces, the four pieces that like the stars need to align for concealed carry to really work. And it's the gun, the holster, the clothing, and the training. And we really talked a lot about clothing and and holster position and stuff like that last week. And I want to talk about good firearm choices. But with the 365, you've got a firearm that is so small and lightweight and compact but you still get, uh, the, the 10 round magazine capacity. So standard, yeah. but they do have an extended magazine, correct?
2: Correct. Which is 12. And then sort of one in the chamber, you get a full load out of 13, um, in the size of a subcompact or otherwise known as a micro gun. So the engineers really knocked this gun out of the park and their goal with this firearm was t- was, um, to kind of like fill that gap in the industry as far as like, okay, what do we complain about in subcompacts? Well, the biggest complaint is that magazine capacity. So they started with the magazine and believe it or not, they engineered the magazine and then built the gun around it.
1: Wow. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So pretty awesome. Um, so the standard magazine, it comes, um, either with a flush floor plate or an extended pinky floor plate, which I found for most people, um, they can fit almost a full grip. Um, and then we offer, um, as an accessory, an extended 12 round mag, which even the biggest bear paws that I've seen on show floors um, have fit comfortably on that firearm. So it nice. really, it really has met the needs of everyone uh, for a concealed carry firearm. So. That's
1: that's awesome. And so one thing that you you keep saying that I. I would have not thought that this gun is a micro-carry. Let's talk about that for a little bit because I think when when women first start going to the gun store and they're hearing all these terms, you got your subcompact and your compact and your full-size and then your micro-carry. But then some people will call some gun a micro carry and it looks nothing like another gun company that calls it a micro carry. So how did you guys determine that this was a micro carry (laughs) versus a subcompact?
2: Honestly, I think it's just gun slang. You know, (laughs)
1: we,
2: we we put slang on everything because it's super, it makes everybody like it's difficult to understand what anybody's talking about, right? So yeah. if, you're, if you're not in part of the gun cult and I throw out all these terms, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but I look amazing, right? So exactly. I don't, I'm not really sure that there's a classification. It's just a small freaking gun. Yeah. Right? It's
1: just a small gun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think
2: if fits the classification of a subcompact or a micro gun, it just depends on how you want to... Describe it. Yeah, um, but essentially, it's a gun made for concealed carry, um, and the reason for that is, uh, you know, weight and in being able to conceal it easily. Yeah, absolutely. The size. So.
1: Hmm. Um, well, I like it wasn't bulky. It, I like that yeah. it was very low profile. It was streamlined. It was is nice to fit up against my body, which is good. You know, as, as women, we struggle a lot with our bodies are so different than men's mm-hmm. bodies and the clothes that we wear are so different. <laughs> and so, so difficult. And it and is,
2: on, you know, for most women, um, you're either in business casual or in a suit type of, um, right. outfit or yoga pants, which are I like
1: my workout clothes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it.
2: All very form fitting clothing mm-hmm. with thin material. Mm-hmm. So it's near impossible um, with any body style to be able to conceal actively. Um, mm-hmm. as far as concealment is concerned, men really have it much easier because of their bone structure. Um, but we still have to work with what we have. Right. And I think this gun um makes it a lot easier. Um, and for the training component as well, um, up until the 365, our our real micro or subcompact gun that we offered was the 938-238. Fantastic gun. A Little more um, components that you have to add to your training realm because there's an external safety. Um, some people don't like the thought of carrying a,
1: a single action only gun that was me I, that, and, and I, I, as much as I love my nine thirty eight it it took me some time to get comfortable with it because of that like if yeah. I obviously I want to carry with one in the chamber, but having that hammer back all the time without practicing flipping mm-hmm. off a safety. Mm-hmm. It, it just made me nervous. So I had yeah. to really take a lot of time to go to the range and spend time drawing from concealment having it to, cause obviously I'm not going to carry that gun without <laughs> having my safety on because, Rats, you know, I don't want to have something that catches that hammer or whatever. So yeah, I mean, but, but that would go for any, any firearm, you know, mm-hmm. because no, 100%. no two guns are exactly alike. And so you've, you've got to know how your gun works and how you want to carry it, you know? Yeah. It really comes down to that repetition, and
2: you know, people often forego training because it's the most time-consuming component of yeah. carrying a firearm. And you know, I I always tell students and you know people at shows that I'm speaking with, and um, be honest with yourself. How much time are you going to spend behind that gun? Because that's going to lead you down the path as to what firearm is best for you. If you are if you say like, I probably will only end up at the range once a year, I'm going to ask you, are you going to remember the difference between a double action, single action trigger press? If you go with a DASA gun, are right. you going to remember in the height of emotion or whatever you're drawing your gun out for to, um, to take off that safety? All those things come with repetition and comfortability mm-hmm. behind the gun. If you're not going to spend time behind the gun, get something that's fairly simple.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all good advice. I mean, that's important. I don't know if that's something that people are actually thinking about just how often that they're going to be able to be behind the gun like that because I mean, it is time and it's money and it's you yeah. know, everyone's always so short on all that stuff seems like. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And I I'll use myself for an example. I as an instructor, I was on the range shooting guns every single day. My go-to was a double action single action pistol because I carried a 229 for years on duty. So that was the one that I'd spent so much time behind that it hmm. came kind of naturally to me. And then when the 320 hit the market, it was like, all right, well, you have to switch over to a strike or fire gun. And I would tell you for the first year handling that gun every single day, I still flinched when I went from, hmm. du- from what I perceived in my head, double to single action shot. Yeah. And there isn't one in a 320. And that's being behind the gun every day. So there is a training component associated with sure being able to properly Mm -hmm. manipulate yeah yeah
1: absolutely well i i want to I just love that we finally have the option to have something small and have the capacity because we yeah. we were, it was a couple episodes back, maybe three or four back with Jeff Houston. And Jeff yeah. was talking to us about, you know, when is it okay to pull your firearm? And he gave us the statistic that I had never really, I never thought about this before, but <laughs> I can't remember what he said. We'll have to go back and listen to it. And if you want the info, go back and listen to this episode too. But that you miss like the first, how many shots? Oh, right. Like, Oh, wow. Most, most people, if they like are pulling
0: one, their firearm or seven is coming to my mind. Yes.
1: I was happen? like somewhere around six to eight shots and I'm in high Short, stress situations yeah. when you're, if you have not been like truly training and even sometimes people that are really, really trained. Right, so may miss those first six to eight shots. I'm like, oh, I'm out. I would already be out with my, with my Ruger. I'd be out actually with all of my guns. I would already be out
0: Yeah, with the 43. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I don't know what statistic he was referencing, but I know that national average for law enforcement involved shootings was 11 to 14% hit ratio for law enforcement involved shootings. Oh. So if a law enforcement officer <laughs> is between eleven and fourteen percent of accuracy, accurately hitting their intended target. Right. Where do you think the average civilian is?
1: Oh Jeez. I I don't even and is that within the first shot is gonna be accurate? No,
2: they didn't no, it was just um so how they they pulled that statistic was shooting events. They didn't oh. they didn't go into uh, how many shots which it's so, if we, if we oh those stitches, right. stitches, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that, has, that statistic alone has really gotten me thinking. <laughs> That's why I reached out to you. I was like, I have to get one, Hannah, because like, I need yeah. a higher capacity. I mean, with, with what's been going on, the, we're hearing more and more of these women that are going out for a run or they're going out to work out and they are getting assaulted or worse, like they're mm-hmm. getting murdered. And to think, okay, if I have just I, now, now, this is a disclaimer. I would rather have something on my body than, than nothing at all, you know, but it, gosh, if that's going to be the statistic and I'm, you know, not used to shooting in that high stress of a situation, like I want a higher, I want a higher capacity yeah. on my body, you know, but not
0: something that makes my hips look
1: two inches wider or look like I have some weird growth coming off my stomach. Well,
0: because I think too, I know you, you and I, Amy, at least like we, we aren't in the uh, habit of carrying a spare mag like, it's just an, an added thing. I mean, and I know that I, I'm i fully aware. I am now fully aware of what the pros are for why you would carry a spare mag in the beginning. I was still so new. I didn't really um, understand it. But even now that I know that, it's just still another thing to add to my body that, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, the, the gun and the capacity within the firearm that you're carrying is, is more than enough for, for plenty. It is for me. I mean, I understand Things could go wrong, but it's just why not choose then a gun that's got that higher. I
1: think I'm always hoping it's like a single attacker, (laughs) and I just don't get myself in a (laughs) multi-attacker position.
0: Well, well,
1: here's
2: the thing for women: like, we don't ever want to alter the way we dress. Like how you look for most women is almost one of the number one important things Mm -hmm. to you. And if so, we've all gone down the path and we all carry firearms, we've made that decision. But we're still making decisions based on appearance, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just how we are. Right. Yep. I, I can't explain psychology. But <laughs> the majority of women think that same way. And so we need a product that, like your um, leggings, that have the ability and already have the, the pouches and um, that, that you can store in a spare magazine with little impact to how you look. Mm-hmm. And those micro guns. And it's really awesome where we have evolved in the gun industry. Oh, definitely. No
1: kidding. We have these
2: products available to us. Because when I first started in law enforcement in 2002, forget it. I had like a cannon for a firearm <laughs> and it looked like a growth coming out. I mean, it was awful. It was awful there's just nothing available. And where we've come in the last, you know, seven or eight years has been pretty, pretty tremendous.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's only going to get better. I mean, you just making these little headways, um, with, especially like in the, in the, Clothing department as awesome. as we see can still carry on the rise with females and it's starting at a much younger age nowadays. Yeah, um, you know, so obviously retailers have to adjust how they've been doing things and mm-hmm. how they've been making the clothes that they've been making. Mm-hmm. And so we're only going to improve. Um, and continue to see a lot of this growth, which I'm excited about. Obviously, yeah. as a woman, because I I want. I don't, I don't go many places without my firearm, right. you know? And so now, now we just need the, um, like evening gown company to yeah. jump on yeah. board here because cocktail tip. dresses are are difficult. I'm to- sure we're
2: not far behind. I mean, you think like women were always like an afterthought in this industry. And we yeah. literally within the last five years have captured the industry and taken it by storm. So mm-hmm. women are the number one, um increase in our industry alone and they say 30 to 40% over the last couple of years has have the population of women.
1: Yeah, they can't ignore it anymore. And no, not at all. yeah, it's it's awesome. So, um okay, cool. So, okay, So right, we've talked about what what's the most popular? I mean, can you even have that statistic what the most popular concealed carry firearm of choice for women is with Sig right now? Um, up until
2: the 365 it was um our 938 238. Um, three, six, five. I don't know as far as how the numbers, but I do know that it is, um, it has
1: taken over. Um, the guys probably got to it first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. All the, the 938s and the 238s they're always done so beautifully with custom yes. inlay and like all that work like that rose gold one you and can match head. your yeah. bag yeah it yeah, truly
1: right. becomes like an accessory a self-defense accessory but yes right. they have but
2: the beautiful like
0: options yeah functional yep. but also looks good
2: yep so for years that was always our top seller um and for certain i'm, I'm sure the 365 Is going to continue. Yeah. I
0: mean, I've been seeing, I've been seeing it, you know, all over Instagram as well, you know, and, you know, owned by men and women. I mean, Mm -hmm. and they're, they're relatively, I mean, I think they're right in line price wise
1: with, Mm um, any other gun that you're going to think about going out and buying I me. Mean, they're sure. not too expensive. I, I actually was kind of surprised with, with what it was priced at. So
2: the price line is right. And actually I was skeptical when I, when uh, we first launched uh, the gun, I was fortunate enough to be on the testing team prior to shot show um, and working with the guns. And I thought I, I hate micro guns. Like I carry a micro gun cause I have to like when mm-hmm. I'm running and things yeah. like that. But I don't like shooting them, so I had this preconceived notion that it's going to be like a chihuahua biting my hand, like every <laughs> other micro. You know, it's just not—it's not, it's not a yeah. range gun. And I went to the range, and I was pleasantly surprised. There isn't a whole lot of muzzle lift. Yep. Um, the, the recoil is not bad. I yep. mean, it's, it's a pretty tremendous shooter for what you get out of the firearm itself.
1: Is that what you carry when you go running? I do
2: carry it now. Yeah, you do. I, I used to carry a either a 290 or a 938. Um and uh but now I've been carrying the 365 and I love it.
1: And you love it. I
2: love it because I don't have to carry all the extra. I will load it with my extended mag. So I have yeah. 13, 13 right. on the initial loadout and all I have to do is one extra. With my nine thirty eight I only had seven rounds. So mm-hmm. I, like if I'm in the, I live in New Hampshire, so animals more than yeah, people that act sure. like animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and uh, so I would always have to carry two extra mags. And when you're running, that's bouncing things all. Mm. You know, it's just.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with your law enforcement background, you probably always do carry your extra spare mags with you, don't you? Yeah. I
2: had uh, quite a few years when I was at the Air Marshal Service where I learned how to actively conceal lots of things. Um, So I've kind of got it down to a science um, I had to carry a full size gun. Um, so the micro thing is easy for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine putting all that stuff <laughs> on my body all the time. I really yeah. can't. But preg- it's a
2: lot. it looked like I was pregnant for five years, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And
1: of course, like you're sitting there going, dang it, I just yeah. I just wanna look cute this one time. How am I gonna do that? But you know, happy. but obviously with what you are doing in your profession, I mean. Safe, having your life be safe was a lot more important than looking yeah, super cute. So Yes. Correct. But that kind of brings up another point too with, um, you know, we haven't even gotten into, I know we always talk about training, train, train with the firearm that you're going to use so that you know the trigger, you know how it, the slide works, you know how your grip is going to be, but gosh, spare magazines is a whole other mm-hmm thing. I mean, if you are going to carry a spare magazine, we're talking about a whole nother level of training on dropping that magazine, reloading, getting your reloads in there quick. You know, I mean, that's that's a whole nother um sector in the training world. <laughs> you right, know, training
2: mechanics of being able to operate a firearm is important. Everybody I think can acknowledge that's important. One of the things that is completely overlooked and we've kind of touched on it already <laughs> when we talked about statistics of, um, of accurate shots, um, is mental training. Sure. So the, the reason we miss is because we haven't prepped our mind to actually do that. And mm-hmm. so our anxiety of our body and our psychology takes over and our body does different things that it wouldn't be doing on a flat range. Yeah. And so it sounds crazy, but scenario-based training, whether you're sitting at a stoplight in your car and you're like, okay, someone comes up to my door right now. They're trying to you know jack my car what would i do like i'm not a doomsday prepper i'm not like i'm not nutty in in conspiracy theories and things like that but you kind of have to put yourself in those crappy places
1: and yeah, think right.
2: through the what ifs um so that if it does happen you're prepared
1: yeah absolutely well and and that you guys do that at the sig academy right
2: we have a ton of different, uh, scenario-based training from, um, you know, how to enter a house from actual scenario-based training with a, um, it's called a tap cap simulator. Um, they do doorways and corners. They do team entries. I mean, you name it, they offer it over there.
0: You feel like scenario-based training. Like I always enjoy that. Like I've, I've had the opportunity to do a couple and it's just, it, kind of brings that realistic world into, you know, you carrying and how you're going to react to it. Because it's, you know, there was one time, you know, I know I had mentioned before when I did the carry guard training that I was, we, we did a scenario and there was a, a guy that pulled a gun. But in this scenario, I was so focused on this guy that pulled a gun that I didn't realize till so I was watching the scenario after me, that one of the other actors in the scenario was violently screaming the entire time, yeah <laughs> just had like that auditory like exclusion and was just so focused on what was happening that like that stuff wasn't even creeping into my head, so it it brings in another level that I think like everyone should try to do at some point yeah,
2: and it's so funny because a lot of times you'll get like resistance on scenario based training like it's not real i'm not going to learn anything from it, and then you go through it and you watch the student or video camera is awesome because you can say to them like, well, your hands were shaking or you didn't respond or there was another threat and they're like, no, there wasn't like, watch the video. Look what you did. you're like, Holy crap.
1: Wow. Um,
2: So it is funny how your body takes over and kind of responds for you. And it's nice to see, not not nice to see, but it's a learning experience to see or what I would call nice to see. Um, how you do respond when you're when your uncon your your conscious mind takes over
1: um, mm-hmm. and. and- Man. Well, and then think about too, like as moms, you know, like that added. I wonder if they could do scenario-based training where you have kids screaming and climbing oh all over God. you, or you have a, you yeah. know, two kids in your hand. Like just think about the extra added elements yeah. that the moms really need to think through as well. Um, when when they
0: are going to carry,
1: mm-hmm. you nice. know, yeah,
0: that's an idea right there, Amy. Like a mom-specific base like scenario. Oh, training.
1: I've thought about that because I'm like, we need to bring like strollers to the course where they're like running and jogging with strollers because I mean, think about it, both your hands are on your stroller and you right. need to truly learn how to manipulate that and grab your gun. I mean, you we're going to
0: do like a, a mom one. We need to do like a fur, a fur baby mom one. Yes. <laughs> like, can we have our, our animals. with us? <laughs> you know, but how-
1: I, I have to think about that when I take my dogs on my, on my run, I cannot mm-hmm. put, them on the leash in my dominant hand that I'm going to be grabbing my firearm. You know, and I actually, there's a lot of times I'm like, I don't even want to run them at the same time because that's more of a distraction to me and harder for me to, you know, lift up my shirt and grab my firearm should I need it. So I actually have even been thinking about just taking them one at a time so I can manage it better. And, you know, I mean, it's just, these are all things that you don't really think about until you start carrying Uh and until you really start diving into this world. And figuring out, oh, this might not work in every single situation. Yeah. And even if, like, I've at,
2: I've had conversations with moms that have been in class, and I've said, okay, well, you're holding your baby, and something happens, or something happens, and you, what do you do? You want to go protect your child, so you're mm-hmm. holding your child, and a threat pops off. Like, <gasps> you can't shoot when you're holding your baby. Well, it's life or yeah. death. You have to. Right. So you're gonna, right. you know, like there's not if you shoot and you hit you, you're alive. Mm-hmm. So you win.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It
2: doesn't matter if you're holding your child or not. If you don't respond to an active threat, what's the end result? Right. Know? Yeah. So, but it, like that thought process is hard to get to because you're like, well, I want to protect my child. That doesn't make sense. And, and so it is stuff that you have to kind of pine through.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, Hannah, always a pleasure having you on the show. We love talking with you. I know that this was some really great information for our listeners because we get asked this question all the time. What's the best gun to have? and we're like we can't really tell you that because they, do you, you got to figure yeah. it out for you you know so but really being able to give them options and things um we always encourage them to get to the gun range and actually like mm-hmm. test out a bunch of different things and i guarantee your gun range around you if you're in the big area, is going to have a 365 to get your hands on so go get your hands on a 365 the the 238 the 938 um all, all great options. I mean, they really Try are. Before so. you buy. Try mm-hmm. before you buy. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, Hannah, where can they go and follow SIG or the SIG Academy if they want to find out some more information?
2: Yeah. So, a um, bunch of different kind of outlets. Uh, SIG Academy and SIG Sour Inc. are both on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and it's SIG Sour Academy or SIG Sour Inc. Um, at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then they can always go to the Six Hour Academy website, which is just uh, sixhouracademy.com. And it kind of tells like what's going on, and it always has an open list of scheduled classes.
1: Hey, I noticed there's a Sig USA and then a Sig Inc. Like am i was always trying to figure out which one I should tag. Uh, in I don't know th- what the
2: Sig USA is, but it's the Sig Inc. Is the, okay. That's the good I corner. think
1: I've tagged that whatever, whoever the Sig USA is a yeah, lot. So sure that <laughs> account. <laughs> okay, so that's not the official that's Sig USA official. account. It's just the Sig Inc. Inc. Okay, yep. good to know. Um, so. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening today, go give them a follow uh, to get some great information there. If you've not done so yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast because you're going to get instant updates as soon as we upload a new episode. Um, and you can always go and follow Miss Emily and what she's doing over at her fantastic blog, Stalmy Tactical. You can follow her on Instagram at stommy Tactical, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can go follow Alexa Athletica. We've got some great products that are about to hit the market. So if you want to be the first one to know, you got to go follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Alexa Athletica.
0: There's a theme here, listeners. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to everybody. Exactly. (laughs) Just go follow,
1: follow, follow, follow. This is, this is the, that is the way that we've all met each other is through social media. You can connect with people and it's a fantastic community to be a part of. So go and follow all of us more than likely. I'll probably follow you back. So, you know, (laughs) we will just have this one big happy family together. So thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you right here again next week. Thank you, Hannah.
2: Thank you.